Hi, Killjoys. Rachel here with a brief message before we start the show. So the Feminist Killjoys PhD podcast has partnered with its very first sponsor, and I hope you all know that Melody and I would not participate in sponsorship if we didn't actually believe in what the sponsor was doing. So I'm very proud and excited to share that we are currently sponsored by the MA in Critical Studies program at the Pacific Northwest College of Art because we need to interrogate, intervene, and reimagine like never before. For more information or to apply, visit pnca.edu slash critical studies. You're listening to Feminist Killjoys, Ph.D., an hour of feminism, pop culture, and politics, as discussed by two professional killjoys. I'm Rachel. And I'm Melody. And today we'll be discussing POC wellness spaces, creating community wellness spaces, and much more with Jaylee and Rachel from the organization You Good Sis. But first, Melody, where can our listeners find us on the internet? Rachel and your seductive voice, let me tell you, you're like, I'm Rachel. I can't even do it. Never mind. That's why I was like, it sounded like I was smiling when I was saying my name because it's like so seductive. I'm Rachel. You know. Again, I cannot do it, but that's why you do it. Okay, anyways. On to the topic at hand. You can subscribe to us using your favorite podcast application. If you have iTunes with the app on your phone, you could click on it and leave us a real review real fast. Reviews are awesome to read and they help spread the word about our podcast. Because there are some other feminist podcasts that seem to be more popular than ours, which makes no sense given that they're a little problematic. Moving on. (laughs) Feminist current, what's your deal? (laughs) <laughs> on the social media tip, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can, on Facebook, like our page for episode updates, or you can join our super rad closed group on Facebook, which is Feminist Killjoys Community WTF Power. Footnote, we'll come back and talk about Facebook in a second. On the Spotify, we have our Feminist Killjoys PhD mixtape that you can follow. And if you have extra dollars and want to support us feminist media makers, you can visit our website, fkjphd.com, and you can click on the birdie to leave a one-time or recurring monthly donation through PayPal. We would most like you to click on the Patreon logo and become a patron. And people who give a dollar or more a month get access to our Killjoy Review newsletter. And if you donate $5 a month or more, you get access to bonus episodes. And I'm going to start playing with that lens thing that's going on with Patreon. I don't know. Tried out some social media stuff. And all patrons get access to free stickers. So sign up now. Or if you just want to communicate with us, you can do that via Gmail, fkj.phd at gmail.com. Or you can call us and leave a voicemail like it is my preferred decade of the 90s, 414-858-7818. How are you, Rachel? But I also want to say something about Facebook. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to say something about about Facebook first? Can I just finish up my footnote and then say, how are you, Rachel? Yes. (laughs) Again? 
Okay. My footnote about Facebook is recording this a week or two after the big shebang from Facebook, another big shebang about their privacy stuff. Uh, I will not take the time to like lecture on what happened, but I am deactivated from Facebook for right now. I deactivate sometimes. The last time I did it was the election. So I'm off it right now. I also signed out of my Instagram account, but it still exists. Um, But in a way to like, in response to this in some ways, and also I just want to take a social media hibernation, but I'm still on the Twitter. But I just wanted to acknowledge that I know that it seems like there's a mass exodus off of Facebook right now. So I don't know if that's going to continue or if people are going to miss it and come back. But I just wanted to acknowledge that. And if the trend moves away from Facebook, then we will recalculate and reconvene in another space. But I just wanted to acknowledge that that might be shifting a little bit. And that's it. That's my little footnote. That's a good footnote. I'm still on Facebook. The Facebook group, our FKJ Facebook group still is, you know, pretty active. Um, But yeah, stay tuned with that, I suppose. And also, I just want to make a comment about the Patreon. I just checked and we were trying to get to $300 by the end of last week. That didn't happen, which is fine, but thought maybe our new goal could be by the end of March, so before April 1st. And I did notice that we've had some new folks uh, in mm-hmm. the past week. So thank you, Irene, Abby, Paula, Comrade Otaku, uh, and Anna. And whoop, whoop. also, in as a, as a present, if we make it to $300 uh, by the end of the month, I will not make any commentary after Melody's spiel about her spiel because I know that maybe people don't love hearing me comment on her spiel all the time. So that could be like I'll take a break from talking about like, yeah, remember what Melody said? I'm going to say it again. So I'll stop doing that. Is that that a cool prize? Wow, that's a cool prize and surprise for me. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so those are my two notes about your spiel, Facebook and Patreon. Please pop on over there because then we can start paying ourselves. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm mostly good. Mostly good. It's been a week. Things feel feel busy. Teaching these two classes. I'm leading coaching, yoga teacher training, and just, just living that hustle life, which I've been doing for a while. So nothing dramatically different or new this week but it's okay and the weather's been wacky it's like a there's been a warm day and then a snowstorm and then today was like snowy and sunny and um, but we're supposed to be in the 60s by this coming week which even though we don't like summer I am ready for it to be warmer than winter that's what I'll say that's my not very exciting update what about you you've had a much more exciting week than I have I have well I'll just speak of this weekend for those of you not from the midwest of the United States I visited two important places, the House on the Rock and Wisconsin Dells, as a late birthday party to myself because the House on the Rock does not open up until March. And so I couldn't do it in my birthday month, which is February. The House on the Rock was the place of the Neil Gaiman book, American Gods, and now it is a TV show. And so there's some references to the House on the Rock. Rachel, do you know what the House on the Rock is? Did I ever explain this to you? I don't. Oh, well. The first part is a Frank Lloyd Wright house that is just like 1970s fantasy world. And so that's just amazing to look at. And then the rest of the house is a two hour to three hour excursion into this guy's like wild collections of everything like dolls, uh, uh, sea creature stuff. There's like a giant whale. There is a three story cast. Uh, carousel carousel 
it's just weird. It's hmm. like Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's it like Willy like Wonka, it. but without the candy, just like a lot of right. stuff. <laughs> right. And it is really, really trippy. Like if you do acid or like marijuana or any of the like mind bending drugs, like that is what you would take before you would go into that place. If I love, you were into that. I love when we talk about drugs on the show since neither of us really do them <laughs> and we sound like it. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Do people even call it acid anymore? Is that even I a don't thing? Know. Mol- <laughs> LSD. Don't take Molly. That would just get too weird. But anyway, go ahead. At any rate, so that was rad. So we did this weird house thing. Really, you should look it up and like look up pictures right now on your phone if you're not driving or doing something more important. But it's like a really rad, amazing place that I used to go as a kid. And so we went to that. And then we also went to Wisconsin Dells, which is a tourist trap town but it is filled with amazing water parks and other fun things to do in the summer and Wisconsin Dells I think version 3.0 now has a lot of these fancy resorts where you can where they have water parks inside and so I got eight people together and we all slept in a big suite and we hung out at the water park and went on uh, other non-water rides and the most exciting thing for me is that I went and did one of those rope um courses have you ever seen i don't even know where you would see one rachel mall of america has one they're like five stories high and it's like an obstacle course kind of with ropes yeah and yeah and, uh, i've seen those what do you call them like balance beams and yep. it's scary as fuck and like you have yeah. to get in a uh harness and stuff yeah holy shit I was with my little buddy, who's nine, and he cried at one point, and I was, like, losing my – I was, like, shaking. It is so scary. It is so scary. Like, I didn't even come close to falling, but, like, it is so scary. Wow. And thankfully, my buddy's dad was with, who was, you know, an an adventurer, and so didn't even, like, blink at at this stuff. Yeah. uh, But it was a good – you know, I'm very scared of heights, so Mm. I'm glad I finished it. There was also no way not to finish it. So you like had to like there was one time to bail, which they don't really tell you that. And then once you get to like a certain part of the course, I was like looking around. There's no stairs. Like the only way wow. is to finish the course. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's such it, Midwest so. entertainment. Thank you. Yeah. It is <laughs> that's very a, Midwest. I mean, that's that's not pejorative. You know how much I love the Midwest. It just feels like, yeah, that's a thing I would have done as a kid. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we had a great time. Cool. It was my brothers and some friends and my little buddy. And it was just, I don't know, we just had a really, really, really good time. Because sometimes when we get together as a family, there's also a parent involved, which no offense mm-hmm. to parents, but like it just adds another dynamic, yep. you know? So we finally got our shit together to organize something That's not around lovely. a holiday and yeah. like, you know, where we could just hang out. And That's that's awesome. Yeah. So that was good. And that's good. that. Good. And I'm back to work d- tomorrow. Yeah, I did forget the week was so long and it really was a long, busy week that I almost forgot to report that I was in New York City last weekend. And oh, saw yeah, you in- saw that play. What's up? It's did called. You tell the listeners what the play was last time? I didn't. So let me just real quick okay. update my boring week because I was like, oh, actually, last weekend I did something really cool. It's called Angels in America, a gay, fa- a gay fantasia on national themes is the subtitle. Um, and it's one of the most, literally one of the most beautiful pieces of writing that exists in the world I'm pretty sure it's written by a gay communist so obviously I love it and it's fucking beautiful and everybody should try to see it live it's over six hours long so it's like marathon theater 
uh, or you should try to get access to the HBO uh, miniseries that they created of it back in 2003. So highly recommend Tony Kushner's Angels in America. And New York was really fun. We stayed with um, one of my partner's friends, and it was nice. So I did do something fun. We both did fun things. Great. Cool. Cool. And another fun thing I did yesterday was interview two really amazing women that I met at my yoga studio. They're also yoga teachers. And about a year ago, they were in the very early stages of beginning this organization called You Good Sis. So I want to tell you more about that organization and then take us to this interview that I did with Rachel Jennard and Jaylee Oberg. You Good Sis is the mental, spiritual, and physical check-in for black and brown individuals who deal with the intersections of being a person of color in wellness spaces and many other spaces. So what you'll learn from this conversation is the way that they're not only uh, creating spaces for black and brown folks and allies to engage in practices that are often in, in our society exclusive to wealthy white folks, um, but also thinking about community building more broadly. Uh, is, uh, they're, they're, we just talk about so much, and I'm not going to say any more because they'll say it better. And I'm so excited for people to hear it. I feel really lucky to know these two women. Um, they started this from scratch and are doing something really, really, really special with their passion, really. And um, I would love you, Melody, to take us there. I would love to. All right. We are here with Jaylee and Rachel from You Good Sis. Will you both say hi so our listeners can get a sense of your voice? Yeah. Hi, this is Rachel. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here. This is Jaylee. Yay. We're so happy to have you. So first, if you we got the we got a little bit of background in your bio about both of you and what You Good Sis is, but if you could just sort of expand on the, the mission of it, how and why you started it. Just tell us a story of how it how it began. Oh my gosh, I love Jaylee can say that because I love the way she tells the story. <laughs> oh, it's like a romantic. Like, how yeah. did you guys get together? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, so Rachel and I met very similar to how I dreamt of meeting my husband. <laughs> no, we were all we were both at the Jessamine Stanley book signing. So shout out to Jessamine Stanley, we love you, and you brought mm-hmm. us together. Um, but that was an awesome. I definitely would say a woman of color event. And someone in the audience was mentioning that she was uncomfortable with yoga, uncomfortable practicing. Um, and she was like, I wish that there was a woman of color yoga teacher. So I was my hand and I was like, I'm a woman of color yoga teacher. I know there's more of us. And Rachel was like, yeah, right there. <laughs> uh, and she was literally two seats away. And that's how all of this began. I mean, that's uh, how the first conversations yeah. began. And we were like, we're thinking about this. So that was spring. No, it was June 2017. Okay. Well, it was two wow. <laughs> So almost a year then. Yeah. yeah. A year. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so you can talk about our transition, so that's how we met. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, we met in June, and then we, like, promptly, I think we, like, had some miscommunication of timing to meet, because it was yeah. summertime, when we, like, officially met up, I think, at, like, Diesel or something, I can't remember where we had coffee, we talked to, no, 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 it was Frogmore and JP, completely different. Boston listeners will be like, there's a difference. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we met, we were sitting there thinking, like, how can we bring this community of, uh, yoga, this community of colored, like, to Boston to get women together who want to practice to find some, like, mental health care and self-care and just physical, spiritual wellness all together and wrapped up and, like, but have it specifically catered towards women of color. And we're both very into Black Girl and Ohm, if you're familiar with them. And we have um, separately reached out to them <laughs> before we met to be like, can you bring this to Boston? They're like, you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's, that's yeah. awesome. And it was just that yeah. kind of uh, 
push for us to say like, okay, yeah, we absolutely can do this. And I remember I saw the notebook actually with all our ideas yeah. of what we were going to name it. And we, were, we had all these different types of names we we're seeing there. I was just like, you know what? Like, why not just call it you good sis? Like you good sis, like just checking in mm-hmm. to see like how you are. And that's kind of what we want our, uh, our events to be. Every time we get together, every time we send out an email, anytime we interact with our people online, like it is truly a check-in to ask them, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How can we be there to support you? And every time we meet up, we're hoping that a new person comes and mm-hmm. also old faces come that way. You're truly building community to kind of guard or to have this sense of people checking on you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, so. yeah. I think we all know Boston can be a lonely city. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you relocate, especially mm-hmm. if you don't fit into the demographic. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, important, it was like we need to define this space um, and create it and share it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love that. So I think this is like obvious, but if you could just sort of expand on why it's important to have black and brown centric spaces for in the wellness community. Definitely. Um, I Recently, I feel like we saw a lot more uh, articles come out about this, and I've been super into uh, following this hashtag, Wellness While Black, and I've also like just put in my own stuff in there, too. Um, but it's really important when you walk into not even just a yoga room, right, but like even a spin class, and there are 50 mm-hmm. people there, and you're the only person of color. Let's not even mention the other layers of it. Like, if you are um, someone, like Jessamyn Stanley has mentioned that she's like, she is very body positive and right. being someone who is uh, more, who is a fat black woman right. <laughs> going into those spaces, like it is not comfortable. Like you are looked at and they, they, you don't, you're not talked to like it's supposed to be a community and people are, you're seeing the same people every class you go to. Mm-hmm. So for us, like it's, or for, for me at least anyway, it's mm-hmm. definitely important for me to walk into somewhere and feel welcomed and see that there are other brown people like me who want to be in this wellness community. Who It's not weird for me to talk about uh, doing yoga nidra or right. talking about chakras and what yeah. it means to be in alignment and mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone who looks like me. Yes. I get that. And it del- it's a much deeper conversation within even the community, uh, like a personal color community in general. Like, this is not my background at home either. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, why are you doing yoga? Like, mm-hmm. we don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole other story, right? Because it has its own history and what right. that means to it. But um, yeah, it's extremely important to have more black and brown people in the wellness center because the obviously different perspectives bring different experiences. Yes, absolutely. Um, wellness is not just one box fits all. Like, it, it means that many different things. Yeah. And okay. wellness for... I don't know, like Kim Kardashian is not going to be wellness for me. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. That money of hers might make a difference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah. Anything? I think for me, yoga was a life teaching practice. So to be in the room and to look around and be like, why isn't there more people that look like me? Like you know, just someone that a recent college grad or even mid. I like. I think there's so many separations for people of color in yoga and I think that was what was most important for me with you good sis but even my partner who's a black male when we practice in certain yoga spaces when he rolls out his yoga mat he gets a look and Mm -hmm. it's the look when you grab your purse a little closer or like and that for him is like so heavy um so I think our the reason for brown and black spaces in this is to make more people comfortable. Absolutely. We're here to practice for you. We need to check in too. This is just as valuable for us um, and recognize that humanity. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Thank you both for explaining on that. Um, it also just, 
anytime I'm like, why, you know, like, like, let's like just discussing the need for acknowledging the whiteness of these spaces is also just, I just think it's always important to remember that yoga didn't start as a white person thing. Like, this, is, this is what's hilarious. Like, why should yoga be less, like, why should we include more POC in this space? And it's like, it's literally invented by POC. Yeah. Like, so, wait a second. Yeah. So we have, we have, we've done a number of episodes talking about yoga and cultural appropriation. And so, um, yeah, just like highlighting that too. Like this wasn't, this wasn't a thing white people invented. Like yeah. this, this, um, so yeah. So anyway, thank you for expanding on that. Um, so I want to talk more about uh, specifically you good system, what the workshops look like. Um, so first, my first question is what are some of the workshops that you've done mm -hmm. and, um, maybe what your, what is your favorites been? Um, what, what, so it's kind of like an example of stuff that you do. Yeah. So we've done anything from, it usually begins with the yoga flow and then we've done self-care 101. So like the benefits of journaling, journaling questions, what does self-care look like? Um, it can be as simple as getting your diffuser out. It can be as simple as giving yourself five minutes on a meditation app. Um, just providing people with different resources. Um, we've been blessed enough to work specifically um, with organizations that help low-income women and we've done really um, beneficial workshops for them. So that's been tailored for each um, lady. Um, we've worked a lot with Four Corners Yoga and Dorchester, so shout out to them. Um, and we've done different different types of workshops with them. So anything from hip hop yoga to I also did a chakra one, which uh, I really I like that one. So we awesome. had like different mm -hmm. uh, stations set up, and that was really good. And well, we've gotten a lot of feedback on the we for the self care when we do the central oil rollers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people love that because they, they can take it with them. And yeah. Mm -hmm. You think about it, like a lot of these people um, who come to this thing, uh, I. I'm very lazy and drive everywhere, um, but a lot of people don't have that privilege, right. so they have to take the tea or yep. the bus, um, and so having like a essential oil roller to kind of bring you back to your center mm, of calmness yes. has been something that we've gotten great feedback on, yeah. um, and now uh, kind of just really focusing more back on just doing yoga and community. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think my favorite one probably was our first workshop, because I think it was really good to see uh the support that that came out for it yeah, yeah. um and how encouraging it is just to kind of talk to women about like what self-care means to them yep. and uh kind of start that conversation and um people walked away with that with new friends yeah <laughs> and um, i really yeah we also we had a vision board workshop in december and mm -hmm. that was great and it was it we had um uh this one woman came and she was just so full of life and i don't know she i loved her she was mm -hmm. a little bit older than us which is totally fine mm -hmm. um but she just had a lot to to still think about her life like what her yeah. vision want to be for this That's year lovely. Yeah. And a reminder that we're all still evolving exactly. totally totally yeah. oh i love that yeah amazing so, you good cis implies feminine, women-centered. Is that, are, are men allowed? Is it, it's, it's women-focused and right. femmes and right. non-binary mm -hmm. folks, I'm assuming? It's right. So, in our mission statement, we put, like, an asterisk at the bottom that, because um, I knew this was probably going to come up with the name being mm -hmm. literally you good yes. cis. Yes. Like, what that <laughs> means in a binary, so in a binary world. But mm -hmm. um, you good cis is essentially, it's for any, it's, are catered towards like black and brown women right yes. but obviously anyone can come to this mm -hmm. but just recognize who this space is for yes. mm -hmm. definitely want anyone who is even non-binary definitely want anyone mm -hmm. who um is a little more masculine but they are like still may um identify as a woman totally mm -hmm. fine mm -hmm. the more the merrier right yeah. but um i don't 
want to turn away, for instance, like a white woman who's coming into the space because this is your community. Like we're in Boston. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is that, um, unfortunately, like the, it's so segregated. Yeah. And I want you to know who your neighbors are. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically enough, we actually have not had a white person come to any of our events, but we would never turn them away. But you yeah. also just need to recognize who the space is for. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's more so that I'm, I don't want to, um, Turn on in a way who like is willing to learn and listen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I when you first told me that, I was like, oh, that's cool, and it was just that reminder that like one reason possibly not a lot of white women have shown up is because white men are used to being in spaces where they're not the only white person. <laughs> right. So that's like yeah. an obvious reason that that might not happen, but how fucking important it is for white people to fucking mm-hmm. realize what it's like to move through the world. Mm-hmm. They will never, not not that they're like, oh, they'll get what it's like to be black if they're in that space. But just the idea of being like, you are the only person of your race in this space. And Mm -hmm. that is how a lot of black folks feel, and particularly in wellness spaces all the time. Mm -hmm. And so when you said, yeah, white people are welcome, I was like, oh, like what a powerful thing that would be for like a white person to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Here's here's what, you know, just like a tiny inkling of of that space. So I think that's, yeah, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. What about having events too where it's like bring someone that's like, different from you in some exactly. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can kind of talk yeah. about it. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um any other ways that uh other than so we talked about race, talked about gender, little um do you think about like other sort of intersections, sexuality, class, like how have these other sort of intersecting points of identity come up in how you sort of organize around things? Yeah, I think class is huge. I mm-hmm. think that's the second thing that segregates us. Um, and I think what's important for us is our events are always open to folks. So yes. if you can't pay, then you just need to shoot us an email. We're cool. definitely going to make you work. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can check people in, you can yeah, help cool. us greet people. Yeah. Um, but this is about wellness and this is about making it available for anyone. Exactly. Um, awesome. So yeah, we do have a base rate because we got to pay some bills too. Absolutely. Um, but we do open that up to folks <laughs> yeah. that aren't financially Sound yeah. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that yeah. Every time we have an event, uh, or like even right now, we're going through a propos- proposal for an event that we want to uh, host, and thinking about like what that means in terms of making sure it's accessible for everyone, and mm-hmm. also like we are, you know, we're just two people, and like this is we both have day jobs, right? So <laughs> yeah. we're trying to figure out what yeah. works best for us, totally, um, and making sure it works well for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I mean, I talk about my sort of class background a lot, and I grew up pretty poor and so when I when I my life was also changed with yoga and with like wellness practices but it I really only had what I feel like is real access to them when I like sort of you know was a college graduate and had a certain level of access to to money to spend and Mm -hmm. and when I think about how much my mom would benefit if she had like not even just the money but also just like the time and like mental space to like engage with this kind of stuff because so many poor people are just because your brain is just like constantly running when you're poor. It's like, how am I going to pay the next bill? What's this other thing? I got to get on the bus to get to the social, you know, social social worker office. Like, it's just so constant. So I think finding ways to make that accessible to to folks who are in lower income positions is beautiful. So that's really rad. That's cool. Are you so you just sort of talked about like the the stress of the two of you sort of running this? Are you thinking about growing this? I mean, have there been um, in terms of like 
people who are helping you run this, or you want guys want to stay just the two the two of you? Have you talked about that? Actually, I really haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, we always look to Black Girl and Oma's inspiration. Yeah, like, they I think they just had their three anniversary, yeah. and three. they they and posted it on like Instagram, and like they had like a whole team of people. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, yeah. and a lot of that, right, is like that's a whole other conversation of, and I've talked about this uh, with Julie before, but like you know, eventually, I probably don't want to keep doing the job I want to do, and mm-hmm. eventually, I would love to jump feet first into the wellness world and kind mm-hmm. of let that be my day job, my mm-hmm. life job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think for right now we're still just kind of figuring out like what this may mean even two months from now. Cause we're not even a year in, like we right. met not even a year. Ago, right. Right. Our, our first event was in October of 2017. Yeah. Um, trying to figure that all out. But I think the more we get into this and the more community that we build, um, the more people will come and I don't know, maybe yeah. we can find a team and that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we've been lucky to collaborate with some really amazing people, yeah. Um, yeah. amazing venues. So that has definitely been a lot of momentum. Amazing um, food. You got, where'd you get that from? Where was that place you guys got food donated from? Um, Sweet Green. Sweet Green. Yeah. 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 I'm not opposed to a team. Speak yeah. into existence, please. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, it right here. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the whole point of this is to reach as many people as we can. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. So you remind okay, remind me origin stories of actual yoga training. Did you do training at Core Power? Mm-hmm. You so did. Okay. Yep. okay, yep, okay. So we're we're all core power trained and this is not a shock to anybody. Core power is a predominantly white space um mm-hmm. for the most most of the time. So my question is is for folks who work in those kinds of spaces, like what is a thing to be better, to be better allies to POC teachers, POC students? Mm-hmm. Um, how can spaces be more inclusive? If you have any thoughts, not to put the burden on, like solve the no, problem, please. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> <marginalized burden. laughs> no, but okay. since you're here, yeah. <laughs> um, one, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With your other people of color as mm-hmm. well, be loud about mm-hmm. it. Tell mm-hmm. management about it. Mm-hmm. Um, bring your ideas. Um, I know one of our dear friends, Kijana, she had a Black History like class during February, um, and she played. Like, oh, part of, Yeah, she played a part, part of Martin Luther. Speech during the class, and I was there with bells on. Um, so at CPY, yeah, at CPY, um, but like put a platform on that, like yes. you know what I mean? Like, people are so blessed to ever do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, 100%. So, I yes. think supporting people that are trying to do different initiatives like that, yeah. um, continuing the conversation, um, and continuing certifying people of color that are teachers but also treating them well Mm -hmm. um, and wanting them to stay Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion absolutely Absolutely. yes even expanding upon that like i i teach at 6 a.m right now because of my nine to five schedule but um and i talked about this on facebook recently but uh these two black women came all the way from mattapan to medford (laughs) to my 6 a.m class because they were like you are black and this is why we're here um i mean I would theoretically would love to teach a class at like six PM. That is prime time and they know that. Right. And I think that's another thing that they should think about. Like it doesn't have to be a teacher that is um like I literally just got certified last April. Right. But um yeah, like having a class at like six forty five that would be great for me and yeah. for y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a mutually beneficial thing. Exactly. And um, continuing to just kind of have those talks with management. And I think something they talked about, um, Core Power does this thing called Extensions. It's five weeks of more yoga, but for just for Core Power. And they talked about theming and, like, what to talk about in class. And they mentioned to not talk about politics or, like, your personal life and something else. 
And I was just like, cool, I work in politics, right. and I'm a black woman, right. so, and I'm also queer, so, like, this is, yeah, yeah hello life, not, right, yeah, right. like, this is mm-hmm. not doable, like, my, mm-hmm. my themes are about my life, and, yeah. like, I can't not talk about certain things that are going on, and it, it's just, so bringing more of that into the classroom, and not being afraid of it, and also, like, not being afraid to call out that there's, like, a Buddha statue in it, like, I take those out when I teach, yep. like, I don't want them in there, yep. it's fine, yep. <laughs> that's not, that's not my culture, like, I love yoga for what it's given me, and I also respect yoga for where it's come from, Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that's something with, what, that we're, what we're seeing with mainstream yoga, with places like Koi Pai, places like Yoga Works, and anywhere, really, that um, they kind of forget because it's it's very westernized obviously here mm-hmm. we're here mm-hmm. like it's fine and um just trying to make sure that i'm not i i talked about this a lot in uh, teacher training i was like okay this is great but y'all remember where this came from yeah. and i was always that loud voice and it it is stressful it can be a burden but i'm also i have a platform to do this yes and i i'm confident enough that i feel like i could, should just go ahead and put myself in that space mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah honestly yeah. yeah i mean that's like the namesake of this podcast is like kill joy yeah this is racist just so you know um yeah and it's and it's really hard to do that i will say like as a person who like that those kinds of thoughts are just like constantly in my brain and like when you're going to speak up or not mm-hmm. um is difficult especially when you're employed by them and like I think, I think you're you're right we need to we need to not be afraid and mm-hmm. just like speak up in those moments for sure um yeah absolutely anything else about on that about mm-hmm. I, I guess well also um this is something that happens and something I've been trying to do for us and just more POCs in general in Boston I have been reaching out to a bunch of breweries, a mm-hmm. bunch of like random spaces that um, may not typically host like yoga events, but just be like, hey, I do this thing. I also have this thing with my friend Jay Lee. Like, can we do yoga here? Is that possible? Yeah. And if um, like having like core power in my bio, like I train there, they recognize that, yes. but also just kind of putting people on. If you have like a separate outside thing that can allow yoga to be hosted there, like, yes, please tell, and not even, even if you're listening to this outside of Boston, like tell the people that you know totally. about it to maybe just take that chance to do it because it means a lot to, for me to go somewhere like a brewery in Dorchester. Yep. And yep. then be like, also, I teach at this studio. Yes. <laughs> yes. That way more of them will you come. And, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've talked about with um, yoga students in general in Boston, they're not in, they're in the right areas. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting quotation marks around the word right areas because they're in areas that are very white, very rich, um, and not really in, suburb- in urban communities, rather, yeah. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, and the yoga students that are there are extremely... Um, like, there's one in JP that I'm forgetting. Um, JP, no, JP Center Yoga. There's also, like, a monkey yoga What's class. monkey? What's monkey? Wow. Okay. Thank, thank you. But, yeah, like, those are, they're so niche, right? Yeah. Like, I want more. I would love to have a core power in JP. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Why not? What, what are you so afraid of? Mm-hmm. There are opening mm-hmm. studios everywhere. Why not right. just go in there? Yeah. It would yeah. be a good idea. Right. Teachers will teach there. I promise you. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I know. I mean, it's like any company... And it's a corporation. We work for a corporation. I get it. Their their idea is to like grow. But I've I've had this thought not only about their building in predominantly white spaces, but also I've like tr- talked to them about gender neutral. I've like literally had conversations with management yeah. about gender neutral yeah. bathrooms. And it's like if we're talking about caring about growing numbers, like there's a new study that said like seventy percent of Gen Z like doesn't I- either doesn't identify as binary or yeah. knows people who don't identify as binary. Mm-hmm. And it's like.
if you want students, you need to create space for, you need to create space for them. And Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing. Like, Black people will come take yoga. Like, yeah. if you build it, they will come. Like, yeah, it's like, literally. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No. Cool. Thank yeah. you. This was amazing. Yeah. Definitely follow us on Instagram. Yeah, no, yeah, don't leave yet. No. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was my next question. Is But for, the one more thing I was going to say, though, that I remember reading, um, there's a journal called Race and Yoga. It's like an academic journal. Um, they try to make it more accessible outside of academia, but I remember reading something in there. I, th- I think it, maybe it was on their like social media site, whatever, but it was another, th- it was a, a black core power teacher who talked about, you know, sometimes if there's like a theft in the studio, we'll get like a description of mm-hmm. like the person who stole. Yeah. And, you know, literally it was like not that long after Trayvon Martin, I remember getting an email and being like, you know, a black man in a hoodie or whatever. And people call the cops. And so this black yoga teacher was like, maybe let's not call the cops on black men who are like, you know, even like, let's navigate, like, let's figure this out. Like I'm not, she she wasn't condoning the theft, but like, it was like a real heavy, like, here is a tangible thing you can do to be, to be an ally. Okay. Now where can people find you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, We're on Instagram and Facebook, both you good sis, just Mm -hmm. kind of straightforward. Um, And then from there you can follow Jaylee and I um, on our own personal social medias. Um, You're Jaylee the Yogi, Mm -hmm. and I'm Rachel Does Yoga, Um, but we're tagged all over. Yeah. 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 Um, As another Rachel with a funny spelling, um, (laughs) you got to make that note. Um, We will tag you. People will know. We'll make sure we link to all your things. Um, Would you all... Day and join me for this RWL segment that we do. The read, did you get that? Yes, I saw that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just anything, whatever, like book, article, TV, whatever it is. So, what have you been reading, watching, and listening to this week? Um, I'm in the middle of this really good book called "They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us," mm-hmm. um, and I. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I love him. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't his last name but it's Hanif I believe is his first name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's art, He's like already a culture writer he okay. does mainly like poetry kind of stuff right mm-hmm. but these are essays and it's like mm-hmm. um, he's taking like a pop or musicians I guess or artists I should say um, and just kind of writing about their influence on the culture like the cool. first the reason why I honestly bought it is because the first chapter is about Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. and how he's having his like golden moment I'm like mm-hmm. yes okay <laughs> and then he talks about like the weekend and how we're gonna have a future of loveless sex I'm like this mm-hmm. is actually interesting. really good yeah. I love this narrative yeah um, so yeah that's a book I'm like reading through right now and Heart Talk by Theo Wade mm-hmm. um, it's just another book of poetry and this more always articles about wellness and yeah. wherever I can find. Yep, so. yep, absolutely. And then yeah. watching. Um, right now, I'm always rewatching The Office. Yes, that is a great <laughs> yeah. go-to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, never, I'm never not watching The yes. Office. Actually, um, yeah. I actually so last Sunday I crushed on the on my block. It's on Netflix original. It's about these black and brown kids in uh, South or Central LA, I believe, mm-hmm. and. Um, the writing is corny, but yeah, it's a really good, good message. Yeah, yeah cool. and I really, really loved it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then listening. Listening to, I am, oh, ooh, actually, um, what am I listening to? What's I'm like? What's a yoga playlist song that you're super excited about? Oh, I have a, well, Leon Bridges mainly because. Mm. Oh, yes. a new vibe. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he's he has two new songs I just Oh, does he? Out. A new? Yeah, oh, great. and they're so good. Oh. And he's actually going to be on tour in October, so. Ooh. Gonna buy my Excellent, so, yeah. yes. Yeah, but he's on my yoga playlist right now, actually. So, mm. so dreamy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so, that voice is so good. So he's good. from Texas, but he seems like he's from Memphis. Yeah, so, like, really yeah. Resonate with that. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah
Jamie. So good. Uh, okay, so listening to you, I've been loving Chloe and Haley. Mm. Is it Chloe yeah, Haley. 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 Uh, Haley. Uh, yeah. Their album is good. They are amazing. Yeah. Listen to it. It will get your life. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud of them. I feel like yeah. I've been watching them since they're YouTube they're stars. They're children I love. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> oh, you have to Do you know the show, TV show Grownish? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. So yes. they're on that, and they they have they seen the, the, the got it. I have never yeah. seen it, but, but I know like I know what this is now. Yes. Okay. All their own production, <laughs> yes. all their own singing. There's only cool. two other features on uh-huh. it. Cool, cool. Stupid town. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. amazing. A lot of good yoga songs on there. Cool. A lot of grown and sexy songs yeah. on there. Choose <laughs> your adventure. <laughs> but listen to it. It's really good. Um, for TV shows, um, I just watched the season finale of The Shy. Oh, so good! So good. You guys need to watch it. The intersection of the stories. It was so nice to see a lesbian family couple. Um, so nice to see Chicago. Lena Waithe is doing. Are you from Chicago? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, and Lena Waithe is amazing. She's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then reading, it was so funny, so I finished up book last week, and then, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Oh, I just picked up This Will Be My Undoing by Morgan so Jenkins. I Is it good? I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, you literally just switched books. This is so yeah. funny. Uh-huh. That's actually, I, she came to um, Boston like a month ago for a book signing, uh-huh. and, and then I had Silver here, and she commented on it. So <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, and it's like about a com- It's a lot of commentary essays, right, yes. about being a black woman. Mm-hmm. So really awesome, yeah. cool, good list, yeah. good Rex. Yeah. Um, I have been. I do this all the time where I'm like, great, tell me your things. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, what have I been reading this week? Uh, I was reading, so there was this article circulating about the use of women and femmes. Did you guys see that article? Yes, yeah. And then there was like a response piece to it. So I've been like unpacking those, art, like all the think pieces in response to the think pieces. But it's the main, the first argument was like women and femmes. Like women is like a, a gender identity. Femme is a gender expression. And we shouldn't conflate those things. And so anyway, it was interesting. So I've been reading articles on that topic um and a bunch of other stuff but that's what's coming to mind watching i like did not have much time for tv this week but oh i'm still watching i watch crazy ex-girlfriend have you guys do you guys yeah. watch that oh, yeah. yeah i have like a it's, weird relationship with it yeah like it's <laughs> like sometimes it's good like yeah. it's good enough that i want to keep watching yeah. yeah um i think it handles mental health really like it does mm-hmm. yeah, in an important really way like it addresses ptsd borderline mm-hmm. personality disorder like it, it Which like dives it's really deep. hard to find a good like a TV series about mental health it's heavy and like mm-hmm. but but good and yet they still make it funny and fun and exactly. it's it's really not a predominantly white cast though there's yeah. a lot of racial diversity there's yeah, like a South Asian main character and an East Asian main character yeah. you know it's, oh, it's, sure. it's pretty yeah. diverse it's and there's um, a lot more women. I think it's probably yeah. why like, I don't even recognize it that way. So, like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, I appreciate, and they're, like, and no, nobody looks like a model. Like, right. it's, like, it's I sort of appreciate what they're life. trying to do mm-hmm. with the casting. Mm-hmm. And then listening to what I've been excited about on my yoga playlist lately. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad to know, like, some some new recs because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I've been kind of a rut. The Black Panther soundtrack was all over my Skull mm-hmm. playlist, and then I was, like, so it's so also good. all over the radio, so I need <laughs> to, like, just, like, calm down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So what is like a good sculpt song that I had? I want I always go back to what was the name of Rihanna's most recent album? Oh, uh yeah. Anti. Sorry. Anti. I, yeah. like, I, I always like I, that's always like a good go-to sculpt. Mm-hmm. Sculpt thing. I'm just like there's always something I can do push-ups to on mm-hmm. here. Like so 
Yeah, nothing like super new, so um There's a new thanks. Beyonce Jay Z song. Oh, oh yeah, so right. is, is it like a good like sort of like push up squat beat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, so okay. well yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll check that out. I'll check yeah. if it's on Spotify though. Yes. Yeah. Either. Okay, yeah. okay. Cool. Okay. Well that was so great. I'm so grateful <laughs> for your time and for yes. what y'all are doing. And um I hope like I hope Boston listeners like go to your events and I hope everybody follows you and maybe inspires folks in other parts of the country to do the same thing because like yeah. I mean yeah more more of this amazing thank you so much thank you absolutely yeah. all right yay Working ain't no nine to five California, that's a vibe Brings us always down to ride You know, you know that's a lie We just wanna have some fun Get some love for everyone Pass it around when you get done That's the move, yeah, that's the one We are, we are, we kids That's a vibe We don't do right You know, you know that's the